The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Oh, oh, feels like a little extra music kind of day to me. Welcome into All Pro Lines, the podcast. But wait, there's more music. Don't miss the music. the build-up. Puts me in a good mood, that music. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you being here. I'm your host, Kostaki Economopoulos, and uh, we're here to wrap up week six in the NFL, the week that was. Uh, very much enjoyed it all. I had the uh, pleasure of traveling home on Saturday because I had Thursday and Friday shows, but not a Saturday show this week, which is very weird for me. Uh, we had some small but mighty crowds out there in the south. Uh, so I came home Saturday. I went and played some poker on the way home from the airport on Saturday night and had some beers food and even got a little massage at the table like i'm just trying to kind of decompress from all the stress and anxiety of working on my taxes and handful of other things have been going on so i'm kind of done with all the hard stuff for a little while so i'm just enjoying my life i woke up kind of leisurely on sunday and wrote jokes all day and watched football all day it was really a pleasure i I love football. I love the red zone. I love the fantasy stuff and trash talking buddies and texts. And I beat Glenn in the Georgia Roots football league this week. That was fun. Uh, yeah, just, you know, having lots of time to write jokes and not be stressed and not be worried and relaxing. And just, I just love football. It's fun. Uh, let's see who we got here in the comments. Jerry and Ron are here. What's up, guys? Uh, good to see you. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you if you are a listener and you've never been a viewer, you can join us Facebook Live uh, uh, every Monday at 11.30 a.m. Pacific, which is 2.30 Eastern. Uh, Jonathan McScrappy McKenney says, don't tell Bob Kraft you can get a massage at the table. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty indulgent you play poker and a person rubs your back at the same time that's pretty and they bring you beer and uh black and salmon and you know it's like it's a pretty good life i also stopped at a poker room uh when i was driving from i actually found a tiny little poker room in the back of a liquor store 
at the southern edge of Kentucky when I was driving from Muscle Shoals to Louisville. And I had this weird, I happened to pop in. I had about 90 minutes before they closed, before they stopped playing. It was a pleasure. Some nice folks in there hanging out. It was cool. Damon Rojo says hello from Panama City, Florida. What's up, Damon? Thanks for joining us. Uh, let's do a few plugs as long as we're doing it. Hey, you guys are on the platform. Whatever platform you use to listen to this thing, uh, go to that platform. Just take whatever it is, two minutes. Like two minutes of your day, and I thank you ahead of time. Go to that platform <clears throat> and give all pro lines of the podcast a five-star rating. Apparently, that helps in the algorithm and the machine and the AI and the, the analytics. So we ask that favor of you. Tell your friends about what we're doing here. If you want to see me live, I'm off for a little while. I've got uh, a nice run of being home here. And then I'm hitting the road. I'm doing Wisconsin. I'm doing Janesville, Oshkosh, Eau Claire in November. I'm doing Fargo and Sioux Falls in December. In January, I'm doing Ashtabula, Erie, and a Valentine's thing in Nebraska. All the details are at Kostaki.com. And uh, if you want to join a little gambling fund, a little gaming, a little make the, it's perfect for island games. I love to bet on an island game. It's Monday night. It's Sunday night. It's Thursday night. There's only one thing happening. Want a little extra juice? I bet small because if I bet big, I get angry when the teams do dumb things. But when I bet 10 bucks, then I'm happy because I got a little action on the thing. But you could bet a dollar. You could bet, you know. Uh, $1,000, you can do whatever you want. Underdog Fantasy, use the promo code ALLPROLINES. They're kind of the fantasy side of, of gaming. They've got these cool things. You can you can do drafts. I mean, drafting is fun. And you're in the middle of the season. Your real fantasy team sucks. You could do a little draft uh, and uh, bet on the weekend. You can do overs and unders. Patrick Mahomes, this many touchdowns, this many yards, whatever. It's fun. Anyway, uh, let's... Uh, Let's 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 do what we do. You know, we do jokes. That's what we do. The two-minute drill. There were three big upsets this weekend. The Browns beat the Niners, the Jets beat the Eagles, and I watched the Falcons. That was also very upsetting. You know, I got to say, being a Falcons fan is tricky because I've been screaming at the TV every week for five weeks now. They should throw the ball. Well, this week they threw the ball, and I'm like, don't throw the ball. You can't throw the ball. I retract the screamings about throwing the ball. But this quarterback, they should run plays like it's vibrating football. Wedge left, wedge right, wedge middle. That's it. I get it. The Falcons have been hiding their quarterback, and I understand. They should go back to hiding him. Put him in the witness protection program. At least protect me from witnessing him. They should hide him like he's the head of Hamas in a cave with no light, surrounded by booby traps. De- <laughs> There's a, it's a weird. This is a weird stat. Desmond Ritter lost his first ever home game in college or the pros. Just thirty something games. He never lost at home. I think this is like breaking the seal when you're drinking. It's going to be a lot more of this going forward. The Falcons' offense did the impossible. They made the Braves' playoff offense look prolific. Uh, the Falcons are a $6 billion company. Not having a top 40 quarterback for two years is irresponsible. Even before that, it was the ghost of Matt Ryan. It's been three years of not even, not a quarterback that's, it's been two years of a quarterback that can't really function at an NFL level. Matt Ryan was fine. He wasn't as good as he used to be, but he was fine. But the last two years have been ridiculous. 
There's only 32 teams. Get a top 50 quarterback. Uh, we will be discussing that. Uh, Brian Miller is our guest today. Uh, great friend of the podcast. My right-hand man with the writing. He's He writes a lot of the jokes you're hearing right now. Uh, he's great, great writer, great comic, great dude. Uh, I'm going to discuss this with them, with the quarterbacks. It's a little teaser for what's coming here. We're going to compare Desmond Ritter to the field. It's going to be fun. The Falcons traded for a wide receiver this week. Why? They don't throw the ball. It's like Cookie Monster trading for broccoli. What's the point? It's like Lieutenant Dan ordering some shoes from Amazon. You're never going to wear them. Every, every team in the NFC South lost this week. The South got more wins in the Civil War, everybody. The NFC South's only chance is if they gerrymander the playoff structure. You know, you don't get the gerrymander jokes like you used to. Panthers are 0-6. Carolina's announced plans to turn their stadium into a spirit Halloween store. I think that's that's a good use of the space. Be the first time in a while they put something scary on the field. Before <laughs> that's a funny line. That's from a uh <laughs> that's an all pro lines tag from Facebook. Chime in if you're on the socials, come join us and write some tags and jokes. It's fun. Before the season, the meme for the Panthers was on track for more O's than Economopolis. Remember that? Well, it's only week six. They already did it. They already they got to upgrade it. On track for more O's than two Economopoli. That's a lot of O's. Of course, when you say Economopoli, you take out one of the O's. Okay. Fun with math. Jamar Chase has a 7-Eleven necklace because he's always open. Panthers should get a Chick-fil-A necklace because they don't work on Sundays. The Broncos should get life alert bracelets because they've fallen and can't get up. Tua should get a Motel 6 necklace because he's trying to keep the lights on for you. <laughs> Antonio Brown should get an Arby's necklace because he's got the meat. All right. Dick Butkus. They honored Dick Buskus with patches. The Bears did. You want to honor Dick Buckus? How about tackling somebody once in a while? I think that would be a better way to honor the man. The Bears suck Dickus. That's all I'm saying. Can't say that on the radio. Not only is Buckus in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, he's also in the Funny Name Hall of Fame. It's very important to me. People are like, why was he so mean? He went to middle school named Dick Buckus. How did he even survive? That's one of the only names in American history where the guy could legitimately pray for a name people would tease him less about, like Kostaki Economopolis. Anthony Richardson might be done for the year for the Colts. Sorry about that, Jerry. Uh, tough news for Atlanta, too. Desmond Ritter's status for next week's game has been downgraded to available. Totally available. Not going to put in Heineke just because we're... The Buccaneers wore their classic creamsicle uniforms, and the Lions celebrated by leaning against Baker Mayfield against the table and breaking him in half. That's a brilliant. That's a. Not only was that badly told, that's a cumbersome premise and a reference from 800 years ago. Uh, the Giants' clock management was so weird. Salvador, Salvador Dali was like, dude, that was a weird use of the clock, dude. I've seen Academy Award acceptance speeches with better clock management. Tyreek Hill got a penalty for using a phone in a celebration. I like the idea of paying a fine for using props. I'm looking at you, Carrot Top. 
<laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is out with a back injury. 47,000 women have volunteered to massage his back and his front. 49ers kicker Jake Moody missed a game-winning field goal, turning his last name into a premonition. His name's Moody. I'd rather draft Fred Even Keel as my kicker. That's a better... I got into the Hollywood... <laughs> Hollywood. I got into the Halloween mood this weekend by watching the ghost of Matt Jones. <laughs> Matt Jones is... He looks terrible. The Patriots suck, and it's fun. Belichick, as you, as you know, is a Croatian word for schadenfreude. There's another, you don't get a lot of schadenfreude jokes anymore either. Schadenfreude has been detected in children as young as 24 months. I saw that when I was looking to see if I had the spelling right. <laughs> Those are Belichick's childhood friends laughing at him when he falls down and eats paste. That's, that's what that is. Uh, <laughs> the Broncos are so bad at eight. They're angering people in a state that's been perpetually stoned for 10 years. I can't wait to hear Sean Payton describe what a terrible coaching job Sean Payton is doing for the Broncos. That would be fun. Aaron Rodgers challenged uh, Travis Kelsey to a debate about vaccines. You know what? Travis Kelsey's busy. He's got a new girlfriend. He's got a podcast. He's got a job, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Travis Kelsey even has communication with his family. He's not as available as you are to do some research on what RFK Jr. is saying this week. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go back to the, uh, let's go back to, to the comments, see who's in here. What's going on? <laughs> oh, Damon's, Damon's threatening me with, <laughs> he said five stars considering your Dallas Cowboy one star. I may have to think about this. Yeah, that's right. I can anger some fans out there. We actually had a fan who wrote us a really good review. This was a few, several years ago when Aaron and I were doing the podcast together. He wrote a glowing review and gave us one star. He thought that was the best rating. It's five stars. It's the best. Don't, don't, don't even worse than being angry about something. Don't try to give us a good review and give us a bad review. That's the worst possible move. Uh, Bo. Land, oh, what a name. L-A-N-D-A-I-C-H-E. Landish. 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 Landachi. Help me with the pronunciation, Bo. Bo says, I'd say the Saints losing was an upset, but they always beat themselves. Yeah. No kidding. Would the Falcons like a used Derek Carr? I would, actually. I would love to have Derek Carr. Shit, I'll take Jameis Winston. Share your wealth with us, average NFL team. <laughs> <laughs> all right Bo says the pronunciation is land dash oh that's much oh that's very helpful i did i have one of those for when i when when uh, mcs are struggling with economopolis i have a i have one of those little tricks i use i i, I tell them it's a cheap mop and then their their brain clears up from the fog and they go oh okay economopolis well, that seems to help i learned that from another angry dude years ago i was working with a guy named uh Michael Chiselka, and I kept calling him Chileska a couple of days in a row. I called him Mike. I introduced him as Michael Chileska, and he was so angry and crabby about it because it's like a knight. It's a chess elk, and I didn't ever get it wrong again. So I found one for Economopolis. <laughs> 
Bo says Landash is French Cajun for Economopolis. Nice. I like it, buddy. Uh, looks like Brian's having trouble logging in here. Still loading. Get your shit together, Brian Miller. <laughs> You'd think that'd be the advantage. That'd be the advantage of having someone who's on all the time. <laughs> you wouldn't have to. He knows how to do this. All right. We'll get him on here in a minute. Uh, and then we'll give him shit. <laughs> um, I was going to do a couple other things. Let's see. Let's save that for that. Let's save that for Brian. Let's save that for, yeah, okay. All right. Let's see. Did I skip any jokes? We'll do a couple more jokes. What the hell? Da, 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 da. In an interview, legendary sports podcaster, sports podcaster, sport, legendary sportscaster, Al Michaels claims in his nearly 80 years on earth, he's never once eaten a single vegetable. <laughs> wait, 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 what? It doesn't even make any sense. He's almost 80. How do you not accidentally eat some vegetables? You never had a soup? Never An 80-year-old man has never had soup? That's a, what kind of, that's preposterous. Now, Brian Miller's in the feed, but with no mic or camera connected. I don't know if you can hear me, Brian. Do that, and then I can add you. I can't even add you yet. You're not addable. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Uh, PJ Walker beat the Niners. I, I thought I misread it first. I was like, JJ Walker beat the Niners. Dino might. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe Brian Miller, maybe not Brian Miller. Mm. I'll go ahead and do the intro. Then we'll be ready. Brian Miller is great. He's a great comic. He's one of the great writers in the country. Uh, great, great live standup as well. Follow him on all the socials. Uh, there he is. Let's see if I can add him now. What if I add him now? Hey buddy. Hey, is that working? Yes. Yes. All right, What's up, excellent. friend? <laughs> I've been trying to log on to StreamYard since uh, 20 minutes ago. So, uh, yeah. I think my technology might be not be able to snuff. You sound I'm good. Kind of the That's Vikings all logging on to StreamYard. I technically did it, but it took way too long, and it was pretty ugly, and I'm not sure it's going to work next week. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> nice. It's writing jokes on the fly. Are you? Well, <laughs> oh, 20 you, minutes ago, I was trying to log on. <laughs> are you even wearing a? You're wearing a purple shirt. Is that a Viking yeah, shirt? Yeah, my uh, my brother-in-law got me this shirt. Oh, it says someday. That's yeah. nice. That's funny. And not going to be this year. That's not going to be one of the days. Them? Yeah, they're bearable. Now, do you do you do the thing they do in baseball where you just fucking like we're not going anywhere? You, you're either in sell or buy mode, and you just sell like five of these dudes. Is that what you do if you're the king? They should be, but they're not going to. Yeah, um, but why? They don't, they don't have the stomach for it. Um, Minnesotans are okay with being okay, unfortunately. Uh, it's <laughs> kind of the history of sports and this region. And so people would rather just beat in nine and eight and beat the Packers once than to like nut up and do a Howie Roseman and be a good team. <laughs> I don't honestly, wow. I, I mean this. I don't think Minnesota will ever win a Super Bowl. 
It'll, it's never going to happen. The NFL because will the, cease to exist before that happens. Because the fans are too nice and they accept sort of like, ah, it didn't work out kind of thing. They're not bitchy enough. Yeah. They're like an Eagles I mean, base would be. It's like a really loyal fan base. So, but, you know, and then the, it was like a small market team where they like don't have to be that good to sell out. But they don't want to. They don't want to risk having a year or two where they have bad ticket sales because they're, you know, like Texans, Texans circa last year bad or you know. But the I fan just, base should be nice enough to accept that. Then they're like, well, we understand what's happening. Oh, we can't win this year. Ownership. I mean, it's not like a municipal shortcoming. I don't think. <laughs> um, but I do think it is a small market loyalty thing that means that it's kind of like the way the Cubs. Like I think it's an accident the Cubs won the World Series. The the people who own the Cubs were making more money off them being losers than anything else. It was like, oh, maybe next year. It was like they could underspend on the team, and somehow it was like a weird virtue. It was like a quirk. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I know. I literally, I genuinely believe that the Minnesota Vikings will never win a Super Bowl. Wow. I don't That's... think if the NFL existed for two hundred more years, it would happen. But That's strong words. Yeah. No, I've so I've given up hope on that so long since. It's yeah. I don't really watch the Vikings with that that in mind. I hope All to right. see like a good pass or a nice run, or maybe a good <laughs> shot of the city through the sunny windows. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all there is. That's really to watch for. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So a couple of weeks ago, I was bitching with my with Andreas, my brother, about the Falcons, and we we're talking about Desmond Ritter, mm-hmm. and I, a couple of times otherwise too. I've said they don't. It's not a. He's not a top forty quarterback. No. And I, and I was thinking maybe that's hyperbole. And so what I have done is I have pulled up the list of all the starters and backups in the NFL. Okay. We're not going to do every – we're not going to count, but just to right. get, well, give us an idea. Holmes and Burrow and, you know – Yeah, you know, right. We know out. there's like 15 of them that he's not going to sniff. But yeah. but here's the thing. This, this kind of surprised me. Um, not all of the backups on some of these teams are good at all. Uh, uh, but no. – Oh, but, as we've but, seen. but I'll I'll say two things definitively. One, Desmond Ritter is the thirty-second of thirty-two current NFL starters. I Who's looked at 31? this list. Who did you have as thirty-one? I didn't rank them per okay. se, but I there's I literally went through and there's nobody that I would that I would. You I'm know, trying to think. I mean, Bryce Young. Ahead of. You, you take Bryce Young over Desmond Ritter. Oh, that's interesting. You mean today? Yeah. I'm not uh, saying I would yeah. take this over Bryce Young, but that's close. But Bryce Bryce looked good in a couple of those early games. I think even by the end of the season, Bryce Young's a better quarterback. So you got to stick with him, even if it's not today. But yeah, that's I mean, that was point. just the only name I could even think of. All right, of so let's smart. just let's let's just look. So he's Russell Wilson. He, hey, I would much rather have Russell Wilson. Yes. Okay, Russ, uh, Russell Wilson's in really a, bad now. He's really not playing well, but he's not. But we expect a lot from him, which is part of the reason he gets sure. so much shit. We don't expect anything from Desmond Ritter, and he's not delivering on that. No. Uh, all right. So just to go through super fast, uh, the Cardinals, Kyler Murray, and Joshua Dobbs. Those are both better quarterbacks. That's two yeah. on one team. No question. Uh, the Ravens have Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley. I would take Tyler either Huntley. one of those guys. Yeah. Josh Allen and Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen's probably a bubble, but you get the point. Yeah. The Panthers have Bryce Young and Andy Dalton. I would take Andy Dalton. Oh, I would 100% take if you, Especially if we're talking like um, we've got a wild card playoff game to win next week. We're not projecting super far into the future. Right, but right. like 
who's going to win this week? Don't even question Andy Dalton. Right. Well, Minshew uh, the, over in the Colts, the Colts, you know? Minshew for sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, our boy uh, Nick Nick Foles, he's still around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, I think Foles is better than Ritter. I think so. I, it's I think such I a low bar. I know. You're right. <laughs> Uh, the Bears have some weak backups. Uh, Justin Fields yeah. currently hurt. They have Tyson Badgent. I don't even know his name. Is it, yeah, is it you know, I, did you watch that game rookie? at all? I just the highlights. I didn't see. The um, I'll say this about the kid. I mean, he's he's a rookie. He, you know, he's been in. He's been hanging out around NFL players for like five weeks now, or <laughs> I mean, or maybe five months at most. You know, like kid's green, and he's like white kid with a sleeve tattoo and like, I don't know. He looked like Dennis the Menace circa 2023. I was like, this kid's going to get murdered. And then he got strip sacked on his first series. And I was like, yep, this is going how I thought. And then I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it didn't look terrible. I could see a world where a year from now, I'm more into him than Desmond Ritter. All right. Uh, I mean, it was a huge drop off from fields. Yes. Of course. Don't get me wrong. Uh, who the Falcons could have drafted, yeah. by the way. Uh, Joe Burrow, <laughs> Jake Browning is the backup there. That's a name I never even heard of. I mean, you know, he, well, no, but Joey hasn't left the game yet this year. So it's, you know, they've been, well, put it this way, whatever the Bengals think of, of him, they, they would rather have a one-legged Joe Burrow. <laughs> That's right. You know, That's, and they did okay with him. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, look, Joe Burrow still pretty good. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Browns have PJ Walker who just won a game. He looks solid. He looks so much better than uh, uh, DTR, uh, Thompson Robinson, uh, that backup that everyone was so excited about in the preseason and just looked. I mean, and here's the thing about DTR. People should give him another shot like next year. I kind of don't like that. um, You know, oh, who's the (laughs) Nathan Peterman? His first start and he throws like five interceptions in like a quarter and a half or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Or his first, you know, that was, you know, but even I've seen Nathan Peterman string together a couple of, okay game since then yeah, so i'm he's not still on, he's still on a roster here yeah yeah i'm not giving up on dtr he just he got a lot of buzz out of the preseason and it was a tough payoff to that but that buzz these cowboys have an interesting list dak prescott cooper yeah. rush and trey lance uh cooper rush has, has beaten the vikings cooper uh, rush absolutely i'd rather have than 100 uh, and Desmond probably trey Weaver. lance too maybe at least there's hope with trey lance there's there's a high ceiling there's no ceiling with desmond ritter i mean the thing with the lance is just that they they gave up so much to get him that it's hard not to it's hard not to see what was paid for him or you know draft capital oh the initial yeah right the cowboys didn't pay much for him it was like you know if they'd have taken him like the bears took fields and i don't remember the number but i i I thought they took fields with like the 10th or 12th or something something. yeah Yeah, it was was like a mid-round pick where you go if you'd have taken lance with that and he turned out not to be so good you go well yeah you win some you lose some but it was all that they traded up and everybody they skipped over for Lance. But the funny thing is, though, like <laughs> the Brock Purdy decision just negates it. It doesn't matter. If they'd have given up all that crap for Brock Purdy, let's say, and then he played like he is now, no one would think twice about it. You go, yeah, it they, was worth it. Brock Purdy saved all of their jobs. Oh, thousand percent. They should be sending that guy an edible arrangement once a month for, for the rest of his life. <laughs> And his it's income is so low, he would be geniuses. excited about that. <laughs> yeah, they, they talk about what geniuses the 49ers are. And yeah. it's like, the 49ers were one really fortunate, good, but fortunate decision away from looking like morons. 
Yeah, that's right. They they <laughs> they gave up three first round picks for a guy they traded away for what like a fifth rounder or fourth rounder. Yeah, something? and if they hadn't had Purdy on a rookie contract, like if they were if they would have been as good as they are now, but for Trey Lance was terrible. I don't even know. I mean, I don't know what their cap situation is, but I can't imagine they had the dough to get anybody like even a Dalton. And even right. if you get Dalton for this year, okay, okay. What about next yeah. year? <laughs> you already traded all your first round picks away. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Broncos have Russell Wilson, Jarrett Stidham. That's tough. Stidham's a bubble. I would take Russell for sure. Lions have Goff, Bridgewater, and Hendon Hooker. That's interesting. At least the two. At least the top two. At least the two, right? Uh, Packers have Love and Sean Clifford, who I've never even fucking heard of. Nope. Jordan Love is probably better than – Jordan Love is better than Desmond Ritter. Oh, for sure. He, He hasn't looked great. He's been both. Yeah. At the first few games, I was like, they got another good quarterback? Those fuckers, you know? I know. You think you thought that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was snapping I pencils in my hand every <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. The jury's still out. Uh, Texans yeah. have C.J. Stroud, yeah, Davis Mills, Case Keenum. I would take all three of those quarterbacks. Over that's interesting. It's interesting. How, but that's, that's a lot of quarterback depth, actually. That one really is, which is why Case was a little buzzworthy about becoming a Jet. Sure. Uh, well, but – but I think I understand that that's not enough of a jump to even make, you know, like, but he's. I wouldn't surprise me if they traded for Case Keenum, not even so much to replace Wilson. But I was just thinking, like, man, what if Wilson gets a high ankle sprain? Like, I, I know Zach Wilson's not a great quarterback, but he's he's been better. He's the backup. He's so much better than our starter. Oh, absolutely. But, like, I'm saying from the Jets' perspective, all of a sudden they're three and three. Like, they're kind of good. They beat the Eagles. So they're like, fun to watch. I mean, if Zach I, I Wilson think, gets a high ankle sprain. I, I don't know who they have behind it, but I can't imagine their backup backup. It's is, uh it's Simeon. They signed Trevor Simeon. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. worse. Although he's not, you know, well, I don't know. That's a complicated situation. Yeah, right. Uh so as you said, the Colts have Anthony Richardson, Gardner Minshew. Had Sam, Anthony Richardson. <laughs> yeah, he's probably yep. Sam Ellinger and Kellen Mond. How about that list? I don't. At the very least, they got two. Yes, I'll take two. Uh, Jaguars: Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Beathard. Beathard, I think, was a Niner, right? Yeah, I saw him play. Played a playoff game in in, uh, Lawrence's stead. Am I mistaken? I think I'll take Ritter over Beathard. But uh, Chiefs: Mahomes and Blaine Gabbert. I think I'd rather have Gabbert. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Raiders have, I know, right? Garoppolo and Brian Hoyer, and then Aiden O'Connell as well. I mean, Brian Hoyer's a million years old, but he's the Andy he Dalton million, of this team. Right? Yeah. The Chargers have Justin Herbert and Easton Stick. I don't know. I, don't, I can't, can't even speak on Easton Stick. Somebody said Justin Herbert some vegetables. I don't think we want to see Easton Stick in there. <laughs> uh, Ram Stafford and Rippian, Brett Rippian. And of course, Stetson Bennett, who's injured and drunk somewhere. Yeah, but a great uh, name, Stetson Bennett. That is a great name. He should be a country singer. <laughs> he should open for Morgan Whalen. He should be running a uh, golf club somewhere. Yeah, uh, or he should be like a, a tobacco store that also sells firearms. <laughs> Stetson better. Bennett, even better. <laughs> Dolphins have Tua and Mike White. I would take Mike White. Uh, Vikings have Cousins and Nick Mullins. I could. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you want Nick Mullins. No, I think I agree. Yeah, Patriots have Mac Jones, 
Bailey Zappi, Malik Cunningham, and Will Greer. They have got. You might see all of those guys soon. <laughs> quite a list. I I don't know if I want to touch any of that, but I think you would Mac. You have to. You'd have to admit Mac Jones is a better quarterback than. Uh, Saints have Derek Carr, Jameis Winston. I would take both of those easily. Tyrod Taylor had a rough game. Uh, he's the backup he to Daniel Jones for the Giants. He did. The Jets have Rodgers and Wilson. The Eagles have Hurts and Mariota. <laughs> Mariota, we saw up close last year. Yeah, that was young. You, that was oof, yeah. Uh huh. Steelers. Now you have remember. Pickett. Last Trubisky. time I was on the show, from the beginning, I was saying the Falcons were doomed because of Desmond Ritter. Yeah, that was a hard line stance. But of course. I also said that the Vikings definitively had a lower floor than the Falcons. I, that was my hard line stance. Was like I, it's preposterous to think the Vikings could ever lose fewer games or lose more games than the Falcons. That was incorrect. <laughs> Uh, Niners, of course, have Purdy and Sam Darnold. I would take both of those. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks have Geno and Drew Locke. I would take Drew Locke. Buccaneers have Mayfield and Kyle Trask. Trask is still a big fat question mark. Titans have Tannehill, Malik Willis, and Will Levis. That's an interesting collection. You know, speaking of guys we might see all three of. Yeah. Right? I forgot about Levis. He's just hanging out there. He's just hanging out. We have heard nothing. No, no first, no rookie this year has gotten less press. No one even yeah. mentions him. Because there was a big push. Well, there were some people in Minnesota who were really antsy for the Vikings to take Levis. They thought that was, uh, he was one of the few quarterbacks that was within their range draft wise, you know, with some swapping. I didn't see it. I, again, I'm an amateur observer, but even at Andreas and I were at the draft, and when it was the Falcons' pick, we were screaming, "Anybody but Levis!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't watch college football, so I don't know. But like, for a guy who made a lot of noise during the draft, you heard that you heard the name Levis a lot. I think it's because, like, you know, it's it's less interesting for the talking heads to talk about uh, the big guys, right? At a certain point, you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." We know who's going first. We know who's going second. But Levis was like an interesting thing to talk about, but yeah. I forgot he existed until just a second. I know, right? He's he passes some of the eyeball test because he he's sort of handsome and he's got a big arm. So when when he's throwing at the combine, you're like, oh wow. But yeah. when you watch when you watch him play in a game, you're like, yee. I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how there was talk about him being a first round pick at all. It didn't even make sense. Well, I don't think it was first. I think the Vikings were going to maybe take him with their early second. Or they could have traded up. There was there was some there was some scuttlebutt about the Vikings maybe not quite reaching, but you know. Right. Actually, yeah, I don't think the, the Vikings had a first round pick this year. Uh I think it was uh their second round pick was their highest, if I recall. And then the last team here, Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett for the commanders. I would take both of those players. Yeah. I mean, I obviously I'm frustrated and I've been, you know, I'm a yeah. fan and I, you know, maybe these things are overstated, but I wanted to kind of go through it with another football nerd and kind of knock it around. Like to say he's not a top 40 quarterback is I'm, I'm way more convinced. I might say top 50, but you, well, you named more than 10 backups. There's there. more than 10 that you would happily well, take. Now we're and then 41. and then there's another 10 that are bubbly and yeah. You know, so yeah, I mean it's 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 a six six billion dollar company. Like, have a top forty quarterback at one point over a two year period when you have no salary cap problems. It's just crazy that they're 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 in this situation. You have to at least get a 
Garoppolo, Derek Carr kind of guy. Sure. When the, you know, you can't you can't not get that guy. That's it's irresponsible at some level. You're, you're, not, you're, you're not running a competent NFL offense. Yeah, well, it seems like if you're if you're gonna kind of because Ritter was a little bit of a dollar store draft pick, you know. I mean, nobody, nobody I don't think anyone thought Ritter was, you know, he wasn't uh, he wasn't the next coming of Caleb Williams. It, I don't I don't mind the drafting him. I think right. that's you're, you're but taking I think if a you're shot. Gonna draft like that, you got to take a couple more options. Right. I mean, you see, the, put it this way: when the Niners took Lance, they also took Purdy. Um, you know, when you know, uh, well, you know, Kirk Cousins. They took when they took they took uh, RG three. They also took Kirk Cousins. There's a lot of instances of people. Uh, having right. a little bit of a backup plan, and right, or you get a, or you get a, a, or you get a, a much better backup because you yeah, don't when, know, I think right. you're like if we're taking a flyer on a first round, late first round quarterback that ends in uncertainty, we should probably also take a flyer on a fifth round quarterback on the off chance we accidentally get Tom Brady or at least Brock Purdy, right. right? Given that first rounder, you know, now I understand if you take Caleb Williams this year with your number one pick, you probably don't father drafting another quarterback even as a yeah right uh, right you know but unless you're like house money all in stuff to the table if you're kind of guessing take some more guesses there was some more you know darts at the board yes at least that or at least get like a jacoby Brissett level backup yeah. so that if it all falls apart you're like okay well at least we we have a competent nfl situation yeah, yeah as the as the fallback position all right let's uh Let's do one of our one of our fun segments. But now it's time for which comes first. Oh yes, it's time for which comes first. Now tell me, will this happen before that happens? It's time for which comes first. It's always impressed that Glenn sings it live, but the fact that he drank a glass of water while he did it this time, I thought really raised the bar. <laughs> I didn't know he was also a ventriloquist. No, no, that's just his voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could see him in the background drinking that water, you know. Was... <laughs> I talent that Glenn. Dol Dolphins Chiefs will be playing in Frankfurt week nine. Colts Patriots will be playing in Frankfurt week 10. We just had three games in London. Sure. Uh, I'm uncomfortable comes, with Blitz in Germany. Yeah, it is a little like, ew. Ew, uh, ew. <laughs> You don't want to name any of the plays Kristallnacht. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, which comes first, NFL game in Canada, Spain, Brazil, or pick another choice? What comes first? Canada? You know what's interesting is that you could see a, a, a very easy – scenario where canada doesn't get one for a long time or maybe never because the canadians can dip over to buffalo for instance right like it's not like you know it's kind of got less of pizzazz when you have a team that basically plays on the canadian border you know yeah. or even the nyc teams you can be from toronto you know it's like a commuter flight it's no big deal right. yeah, um, whereas like you know frankfurt oh it's a big deal it's like sounds cool um i think spain i'm gonna go spain although brazil's close you know they're like it's uh, the time zone thing works out a little better, uh, which is helpful for them, I think. That's uh, true. Time zone wise, that I didn't think about that factor. That makes a lot more sense. Time zone wise, and Mexico they have it, the same way, right? They don't have. They haven't had. Yes, Mexico is the same yeah, way, but it's but far they away. But it's still, but they, you know, Western time or mountain. Right, right. But there's never been a game in South America. That seems like a a base they would love to speak to. You know, and they, you know they have um, not not that every major country doesn't have this but you know you think in brazil that does lots and lots of people 
big old soccer stadiums. So right. you know, they've, got the, they've got those facilities that are just ready to roll. Of course, same for Spain. Um, yeah. I think it's got to be Brazil or Spain. Um, I mean, I, I think, think there's so an element. That both of them are cool sounding. I mean, they're cool places, you know, but like it sounds exotic and cool to go to Spain or, or uh, Brazil where, you know, it's like, we're playing in Ottawa, <laughs> you know, like especially <laughs> because Canada is, is so spread out that Toronto is kind of the main place that makes sense to do it. But like, again, Toronto's right across the, the way, you know, it's not right. far enough to be a, an exciting thing. And so you're going to go up to like Vancouver, uh, you know, Canada's pretty, pretty dis- disparate. Uh, yeah. I forget. Andres was telling me about this. I don't really know. The, I should have looked this up. I forgot this factor. Uh, the, the NFL has has given licenses, permission. There's some kind of a thing where they sort of associate different teams with different countries in terms of marketing. Like head pals. Yeah, I think. I think the Falcons maybe have were assigned Spain somehow. So maybe they're oh. serious about Spain. And. Uh, if you say Spain, I'll I'll say Brazil. I won't be Canada because I think. For, for a different reason we haven't mentioned, because the Canadians are protective of their own shitty football. So That's they don't, a great point. They already have their own football. They don't want a thing. They already have the problem of their fan base cares a lot about the NFL. They don't want to exacerbate that. And they're so protective about their things. You know, Their vastly inferior version of football? Yes, even their football teams, they have a max number of American players who can play yeah, on they them. Just, they're very comedy shows and stuff too there, you know. Yeah, they're very kind and socialist and protective about their it's things. It's going to be a Canadian uh, comic, I'll tell you that. Yeah, right. Um, That's right, a so great point. Whereas, like, you know, because obviously, you know, despite the names being similar, soccer, football, very different. Uh, <laughs> football, 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 however you want to say it. Uh, yeah, you're right. Where it's like, it's it's kind of like, it's kind of like we're sending Sunny Delight to a place that already has Tang. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Ours yeah, is better. <laughs> they'll be protective. <laughs> they'll be protective about it. I I think I think Brazil because it's such a huge population. Yeah, and and I, I had the same thought you did of like they there's they got fields they they got big ass stadiums where there's World Cup games and whatnot. Well, they uh, sent uh, the to- NFL sent Justin Jefferson down to Brazil. Um, I know a couple of Brazilian football writers, and uh, one of them went and met Jefferson and talked to him a little bit, and it was just kind of a meet and greet off season you know, promote the NFL thing. I think he ran some drills, you know, they're probably going to just run around the field, catch some balls, um, do some cool Justin Jefferson stuff, be cool, basically. Um, <laughs> but the fact that they were sending not only an ambassador just to like hype up the NFL, but like Justin Jefferson is a pretty big get, you know? Yeah, like, no kidding. Right. That the NFL dispatched a superstar of that level on a goodwill mission would make you think they're really pushing to make inroads there. I love Dolphins, Chiefs, and Frankfurt. That's a fucking great game. That is always oh, one of the best games of the year. It's honestly almost too good of a game <laughs> with like in a weird European field. You I know? know, right? I mean, that could be like fifty to forty-five. That that could be a crazy shootout. Yeah, ah, that, that's cool. All right, let's do uh, let's do this. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do an easy one, but I think it's a cool story. The Jets beat the Eagles. I, I give my kudos to the Jets. I think it's amazing. They, they they were probably the best 
off-season story of the NFL. You know, they were on hard knocks. There was all this buzz. And then four plays in, boom, goodbye. Everything's over. We bury them. They don't trade for quarterback. We don't think they're going to go anywhere. And they're very much alive, and they're fun to watch, even when they're not winning. They're, they could win. They have a shot. Their defense is really fucking good. And I like that old-school concept of, like, a likable defensive-minded coach who has a great defense and a questionable quarterback <laughs> and a good running game, and let's see what happens. We're doing our best. You know, it's it's kinda... literally the plot of the first season of Friday Night Lights. It's exactly <laughs> the plot of the first season of Friday Night Lights, which is pretty amazing. Uh, oh, Jason Street's out, but don't worry, Zach Gilford's good. Um, yeah, I, I agree. You know, the only thing that taints it for me, the only thing, is that I feel like Rodgers might be a little happy about it. I, I just can't have anything that makes Aaron Rodgers happy happening. Everything <laughs> in the world needs to be tilted against him. Uh, as Dave Chappelle once said in a great sketch, I hope all the bad things in the world happen to you and to you alone. That's how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. But wait, uh, but, Aaron, but you know Aaron does want the team to struggle when he's not there, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I think he wants both think, at some level. I think what Aaron would, but I don't think he wants them to tank. I think he would really like them. I think the ideal thing for Rodgers is if they're a pretty cool story. Well, no, the ideal thing for Rodgers is that he thinks he's coming back in the playoffs. That if they can hold up and they can get 10 games, he thinks he, what you remember, see him standing there on the field without crutches. Like yeah. he is definitely, at the very least, he's claiming that so that he can be paid a little bit more for Pat McAfee to give phony interviews uh, <laughs> on ESPN. What a rat. What a rat. What an awful God. Pat McAfee sucks for doing that. That is such a scumbag move. And is it? Okay, Rogers talk is, me through. I don't know if I care about this part. Journalistically, no, the idea of paying for interviews is literally only what the evil people do. Now, I know McAfee is doing it. In, but then also, so McAfee, you, you just you do not pay for interviews. That is what scumbags do. That is what Jerry <laughs> Springer does. And then to do that, and then for Pat McAfee, I don't think Pat McAfee's probably a bad guy or anything, but then for him to just like invite Aaron Rodgers, who's basically just an unemployed man, to come on his on his <laughs> show and to like antagonize Travis Kelsey for doing public service announcements and promote RFK Jr. By the way, if anyone was ever on the, is Aaron Rodgers smart or not? It's hard to tell. Well, here's how you tell. Are anyone who likes RFK Jr. is the dumbest human being who's ever walked on the face of the earth. You might not be a big fan of vaccines, and that's cool. I'm not even that I'm mad about that. But if RFK Jr. is the person who convinced you, you're dumb. Full stop. Aaron Rodgers is dumb, dumb, dumb. And uh, anything that I just, I just, I hope he falls off his bike. I hope his milk goes bad in his refrigerator. You know, I, just, I hope a bird craps on his head when he walks out the I door. I can never get you to come out of your shell on this podcast. You never really <laughs> tell me how you feel about stuff. So I think Aaron Rodgers would like them to like lose in the wild card round or something so that everyone could be like, damn, that Jets team is really good. Yeah. Everything's there except for him. Right. That's because I don't think he wants them to be awful. Because I think there's a world where if they were actually really bad, that you're like, man, if Rodgers was there, I don't know what would have mattered. I mean, I think it needs to feel like his absence was the thing that helped them back. And I hate to admit it, it's probably all true. <laughs> you know, like, it would be so good if he was their quarterback. It would be so good. It would be disgusting how good they are. <laughs> you yep, wonder, though, be. maybe the defense is playing even better than they normally would because they're kind of called to the moment. That psychologically there's a world where they, like, rest on their laurels a little bit more with a with a Rodgers offense, whereas now it's like, 
you know, every week Saul is just going into that defensive room. He's like, boys, you got to win this game. Yeah. They're, they're stepping up. Right. I loved what he said after the game this week. There was like a little clip that I happened to see. He said, uh, the defense has been playing lights out. He goes, we, ha- we haven't won every game, but we've played some good quarterbacks and we've embarrassed every one of them. And I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit solid. You know what? I think Rogers is rubbing up on Salah because all of a sudden Salah's starting to shit talk in these press conferences a little bit. And like, he doesn't always wear it well. Like, I actually, like, I like Salah. I think he seems like a genuinely, like, a pretty cool dude to hang out with. He seems like yeah. a good coach. Um, but when he, you know, some people like when, say what you will about Rex Ryan. When Rex Ryan talks some smack, you were like, "Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's good at it." You know, or like yeah. even dork ass Mike McDaniel in his way is pretty hilarious. Like, oh. hilarious on purpose, funny. You know? Yeah, yeah. I love Mike McDaniel's comedy. I'm starting to real come around on it. Do you know, by the way, fun fact? Do you know who Mike McDaniel's childhood best friend was? You don't know because the answer is comedian Dan Soder. What? And Soder and Mike McDaniel are like best friends going back to like junior high school. What? Yeah. Where are they from? That's so random. I, I don't, I'm not sure. I just, I know. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. My buddy Cy was interviewing Soder about it. He's like, oh yeah. Talk, I talked to McDaniel. Every <laughs> They're both having the best year of their lives. The same They're year. Both. <laughs> I thought this was actually an interesting thing. They're both two of the smartest, like intellectually smartest people at their job. Like Soder's a really smart guy. If you've ever met him, he's just like clearly like an intellectual, thoughtful guy. Oh, um, I didn't know that. I've met, in a really intellectual way. I've met him in passing in New York, but I've never really like sat and hung out with him. I worked with him a couple times, and I and both times I've just been like, like I think that's why he works on that show Billions. You're like, yeah, that guy, that guy could make money. <laughs> like I could do that, <laughs> you know. And McDaniel, of course, is uh, he's like all brain and glasses. I love oh, that. Guy. He's great. He doesn't pass the eyeball test for NFL coach at all, and he's and he knows it and he lives in it. You know, he does. And he's, he's like a short guy with a hot, tall, blonde girlfriend who just right. walks in the room and he's like, "Yeah, I'm five seven. What do you think about it?" Yeah, that's right. I that's love that. Exactly that's what he is, and he's killing it right now. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, all right, oh, get- it's it's impossible not to root for the Dolphins. This <laughs> is like two is such a great story. You know, those concussions last year, and everyone like wrote them off, and then. You know, McDaniel's kind of a weirdo, and he's so cool, and the team's coming together, and they're fun. And if you're a fantasy dork, you love these, like, best show on turf kind of, you know, just score 40 and figure it out, figure out the defense later. Yeah, they were losing losing by 14 (laughs) to start the the day off, and I was like, oh, is this going to be a, you know, a little come-to-earth game? And it was like, nah, they just had scored 40. No. Just playing with them like a killer whale with a seal, like ah. We'll, we'll get it was almost like two. It was like, oh, I forgot. I'm supposed to beat the shit out of them. Okay, let's go do that. Now. <laughs> I love forgot. that. <laughs> All right, give us some taps. What do you got? Um, I was, I was thinking, I was leaning. You know, honestly, I hate, I, I kind of hate to do this, but I, I, I got, I got to admit, I got to give taps to Dan Campbell. I've, I've had a lot of fun with Dan Campbell over the years. Written a lot of jokes about him. Oh, um, yeah. kind of half believed in him, half didn't. This Lions team is really good. And they're not like scrappy good, underdog good. They're not improbable good. They're not imbalanced good. This Lions team is good. They are just yeah. straight up good. They're going to win the hell out of the NFC North, which they would even if the Vikings and Packers weren't stumbling all over themselves. And uh, I genuinely think this is the year that the, the, the Lions will win their first playoff game in 50 years. Yeah, that's that's such a good transition and i agree with you let's do this all right all right kids put your thinking caps on it's quiz time
we've gotten into the habit of doing really obscure questions that you have no chance of getting just because sure. I find them interesting. Sure. Uh, but these three questions I have for you are all gettable. <laughs> That's worse. Uh, I know. <laughs> I like when they were obscure. They go, oh. now it's Because now it's possible. What yeah. was the maiden name of Joe Montana's first <laughs> one? <laughs> well, the reason I grabbed the segue, how many playoff wins for the Lions since 1957? Because I think you know this. Oh, the answer is zero. Yeah. It, it's one. Oh, it was we, 57 was the last year they won? No, it was somewhere oh. in the somewhere in the middle, like in the nineties, they beat the Cowboys once. Oh, they, they have, have one. I thought they had they have, they have one crazy playoff oh. win ever okay. in yeah. the whole time the Ford family owned them. It's, it's astonishing. That fifty year five zero years they had one playoff win. With, by the way, the team that had <laughs> Gary Sanders, you know, know like know. and Megatron. Yeah. And, and Matt Stafford, and you know, like they had some, they had some position players. They that play were good. on Thanksgiving. I mean, when you think football, their colors kind of flit through your mind instantly. I think you know, like they're so like core NFL. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's 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 bonkers. It really is. Just the Barry bonkers. Sanders one is kind of amazing because in that era, he was the show to watch. Yeah, they sucked. <laughs> they sucked. I mean, you had met with Megatron. You had Megatron and a good quarterback. That feels like a playoff win just by that. Somewhere, like, right? Exactly. Throw the ball to the corner of the end zone, real high. I know. And then, and by the way, he did. <laughs> Stafford did a good job. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Megatron put up some big numbers. I could tell you because I had Megatron every snap of his career in my old uh, uh, keeper league. Was your team Megatronopolis? Megatronopolis won the championship. Megatron, I remember. Nice. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. That's yeah. a good name. And uh, Fat Bottom Girly won me one. And those have been oh, my sure. two wins in the last, uh, I don't know, whatever, 15 years or whatever in that league. Well, it's a lot more than the Lions can claim. <laughs> All right. Uh, leads the NFL right now with 11 touchdowns. Leads the NFL with Tyreek Hill. That's a very good guess. You were close. Is it Tua? No, no, non-quarterback. Non non-quarterback, okay, okay. Is that that uh, Dolphins running one of the Dolphins running backs? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Raheem Mostert. Mostert. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought. Yeah, I couldn't think of the name. But I was thinking Mostert probably. There've only been six games. Well, they had they the two running backs each had four in that that crazy uh, high school. That's right. Game. That's right. And Mostert had three yesterday. That's wow. crazy. All right, last one. Wide receiver This wide receiver has surpassed 150 yards in every game this season. The first player in NFL history to do it. Well, if Jefferson hadn't gotten hurt, that could have happened. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, he might have had like a one. I think he had like a one thirty-five in there somewhere. The receiver. I can't believe one hundred fifty yards in every game. I mean, that's a crazy good game, and that's six in a row. Yeah. I mean, Tyreek. Yes, it, it is, is Tyreek. Tyreek. It is sure. Tyreek Hill. Well done. Sir. It felt, you know, it felt weird to pick another dolphin. I was like, I, can't I know, right? That's why like, I included it. I was like, like, I can't believe they're breaking all these records. Cooper just started playing. Jefferson missed a game, so you start running down. You know, you right. you you've run through your list of like, you know, Devontae Adams hasn't been the playing superstars. That well Adams has been off. Ball. AJ Brown had a couple off games. Jamar Chase. Well, yeah, the Browns slow. and the Bengals have Yippie been shaking Burrow. Um, right. for quarterback issues. But you eliminate the 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 usual suspects pretty quickly. Yeah, that's right. McDaniels, man. He's he's doing it. The the nerd. He's doing it. 
I, I'm I kind of wishing that with Tyreek Hill, but no, okay, whatever. I'm not going <laughs> to. Not my favorite NFL player to root for, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I hear you. All right, tell us where we can find you, Brian Miller. Uh, I am uh, at Real Brian Miller on Twitter, but let's face it, Twitter's a spirit Halloween store of a website now. Uh, so maybe go to Funny Brian Miller on Instagram. Or if you are a movie nerd, if you like movies, I am reviewing movies at Letterboxd, which is a movies-only social media site that's very cool. I'm at Universal Monster, no E in monster. You're on Letterbox. That's my kid's favorite thing. Yeah, because your kid's cool and I'm youthful. Oh. <laughs> You're half right. Dude, Ava's, dude, Ava's got cool taste, man. I'm, I don't I'm, have I'm to tell you that. Her cinematic. I like that she got you to go to Bones and All. I thought that movie slapped. <laughs> oh, I hated it so much. Well, because I always forget that you, you really don't like movie violence. And uh, we went to see that Ben Affleck movie, Ooh. The Accountant, which turned out to be, like, weirdly violent. <laughs> there was, like, a mystery about an accountant, and all of a sudden he's, like, breaking people's arms in half or something. And we were like, whoa, I didn't know that was going to happen. That's my complaint about Tarantino. I love the dialogue. I love the grittiness. But why do we have to kill so many people all the time? Like, what can... uh, You're talking to a guy who watched Black Roses last night, which is a movie about a demon heavy metal band that turns kids into homicidal maniacs. What? From 1988, trauma movie. Featuring a big pussy from The Sopranos in an early role, and he gets eaten by a demonically possessed subwoofer. <laughs> I'd recommend Black Roses. You find that more on Letterboxd. Of course. All right. Follow Brian Miller. He's a great Twitter follow, among other things, so do that. Uh, and follow me. If you are if you haven't joined the All Pro Lines or the Kostaki Economopolis social media pages, do that. Whatever your favorite is. Facebook, Threads, Twitter, the artist formerly known as Twitter, YouTube. Are you on Blue Sky? I'm not on that, no. Me neither. Or Periscope. But there's a, there's some where I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. There's uh, too many. There's too many. I, and Threads is a little, like, when I post on Threads, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I think Blue Sky probably has that vibe. Everyone who always tries to get you on Blue Sky, because on Twitter, they'll be like, follow me over at Blue Sky. And they'll show their profile, and it'll be like, 32 followers, 41 following or whatever. And you're just like, well, that's boring. I just, you know what it is? The only thing that keeps me on threads is that on all of the other big ones, mm -hmm. I was late to the game because I didn't believe they would take off. And then when you get in, you're like, you're behind. And I'm like, ah, yeah. shit. And I feel like that one is supported by the machine that's going to make it happen. You know, it's not just an upstart. I think, so. you, yeah, I think that's, a, if you're betting on one, I think that's a good one to bet on. Right. Right. Anyway, come find us. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. Take it easy. We'll see you soon. Brian Merrill will be back. It's good to see you, buddy. Thanks for I thanks for you. doing this. All right. Let's see if we can have a little music as we wind down. The trick on this is the slow fade, Brian. It's very difficult to you don't want it to drop off. You don't want to do it too slow. It's very, it's an art that I haven't mastered. <laughs> All those years on the radio, no 